0: oh there it is oh snap we're recording um hi hi uh i'm uh, i'm finn welcome to already canceled with finn with finn i'm finn um if you can't tell going into it already i am high already but if you've read this far into the podcast you should know by now i'm gonna be high or will get high at some point in this show We know this. We've accepted this. New York has great laws sometimes, sometimes. So we're going to start season two with a little razzle and or dazzle. I'm starting it with two amazing friends. Y'all know them. Um, Most of y'all like them. Most of y'all like them. I don't like Madge, and uh, I'm gonna let them introduce themselves because we're getting a two-fer today. We're getting a two-fer.
1: Is it, is it DP Day? Ooh, DP Day! DP
0: Day! That should not be the name of the
1: episode. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I feel like Marlena is gonna start like, blushing hard because I've said something that's like
2: Actually, died. I was gonna ask who's the D and who's the P. No, D P as in double <laughs> penetrating. I know! I to make a joke. <laughs>
1: Ruined it. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't their airs be what we're double penetrating? Ooh.
0: This is a great <laughs> question. <laughs> <laughs> So have you thought about doing voiceover acting, or? Right,
2: because that was really
1: good. <laughs> what? It was very like squeaky shoes. You all talking
2: about me? Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Who else are we talking
0: to? What other bitches I mean? out here making making their yeah, the voices with the noise, letting us know you got a good L next girl? How you doing? Ooh. Hello everyone.
2: Welcome to Already Canceled with Ben. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was very, very phone sex. It was
2: very, it was very
0: <laughs> one nine hundred, one nine hundred. You know, easy gal. You know, actually, that would probably a phone number at some point. Mm-hmm. That would probably a phone number at some point. Probably like flashed in the middle of a Golden Girls rerun commercial break. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: oh. ooh, double P. D-O-U-B-L-E-P. That could be a number.
1: P-double-P.
2: Hmm.
1: Also,
0: hi, yes, your name is Sepra, and your name is Madge.
1: Hi, everyone. It's Sepra <laughs> with the sauce. Um, I'm happy to be here. Um, it's a Sunday, so I'm with the shit. Uh, I just wanna say, uh Nisa Jason asked me to say this on the podcast. Um, oh God. She said to remind y'all that broccoli and cheese is not a it's not a meal. Um uh, <laughs> broccoli and cheese is a meal is if it's broccoli and cheddar soup. And if you're eating broccoli and cheese, you would not raised really right? That's, <laughs> that's what she asked me to say. And I figured I'd say it in the beginning so I can hear her, I can play it, let her hear me say it. And then she's done turn it day. off.
0: I mean, if she made it to this far in the, in, in the episode, there's no, there's no, I mean, <laughs> there's no hope. But you are, but this is the person you're helping to raise, so we already know what the deal is.
1: 100%. I, um, she referred to me, as her parent the other day, and I was like, oh, like, and I gotta <laughs> learn how to stop doing that, because I know she's not, like, she subconsciously does it, because she's like, oh, I gotta ask my parents. And then she'll come and ask my sister and she'll ask me. And I'm like, girl, just ask your mama. Like, but I had to stop doing that. I'll be making that child feel bad sometimes.
0: I mean, y'all got the same face. It's hard to, she she might be getting confused sometimes.
1: Yeah, probably.
0: And then over there, we got, instead of raising children, raising dogs, the lovely, the incomparable Madge.
2: Hey, y'all, this is Madge at the Badge. Madge Um, with the badge, I love it. Madge with the badge, but also my name is Marlena. Ben insists on calling me Madge, and I hate it. But I'm going to make it work for today. (laughs) Um, I'm the founder of Electric Chatter. Go join on Facebook. If she's she's
0: reclaiming Madge, if she's reclaiming Madge, maybe Madonna can go back to London. We don't want to hear.
2: Madge can leave my badge, my badge alone. Madonna, I feel like Madonna well, should go back to London.
0: She really should. She really got it.
2: She got the go. Her ass is big enough now that she can have dual citizenship. Okay.
1: She gotta ask like TI's like, wife, and that is not a compliment. It's not a compliment. Oh my god. Okay. It, so like her um, ass. Our ass looks like two pretzel sticks being held up by like a wet bag of tissue.
0: Did you just find a way to slip in Miley Cyrus' performance while insulting?
1: Okay, well, well, okay, we're we're getting on topic. I have to say about Miley Cyrus. I, I actually hate Miley Cyrus with the music though.
0: Listen, I downloaded bangers back when bangers came out and Mm -hmm. i definitely made an instagram post about it during that time yeah so the music did have me i was
1: all about that mike well-made-it moment i didn't like the mike well-made-it moment i like the stuff after the mike well-made-it moment because i feel like she was pandering that's one of the reasons why we're getting off topic but that's one of the reasons why I do not like Miley Cyrus is because she made her business after she married her after she got back in her relationship with her white ex-husband she made it her business to be like oh rap music and hip-hop music is so anti-woman and you know it's gross and this girl you just made a whole album you made a whole. of I was of money enjoying that music.
0: I enjoyed that album and I hate like looking back like but we all feel this about somebody who canceled like like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? We were enjoying those moments. It, like, I really look back and think, oh, shit, I was enjoying those moments. Oh, wait, that singer or that band is problematic. Like,
1: I can't listen to Lady Annabelle. That one song gets me all the time, but I just can't. I'm real sorry, but I listened to Miley's new album because it's good, but I'll stop. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Appropriation Miley, Miley can't stand her my new music i'm like mm, i'm gonna listen to it don't know if i'm gonna give me what i want
2: give me what i want and prisoner. prisoner i love James. prisoner. i love that song It's okay that okay. Okay. My okay. okay
1: okay titty shaking moment i want to support that so my kid can do that
0: Okay, so, all right. Also, Wait, just, lose,
2: um, just lose some weight so your brows don't fit and then
0: you're fine. Okay. Okay, we already know that this is already canceled with Fan, and just, that was today's first tangent.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this season, I'm going to be having like random people come back because I'll be liking y'all, I'll be liking the conversations, and I know y'all have opinions on each other's conversations. hmm. And, like, not for nothing, this is kind of one thing I love, and maybe I'm going to make this personal about me, but I love bringing people together. I'm the ideal, like, matchmaker for friends, not lovers.
1: Mm, I can see that. I I thought you were going to go in a direction of, like, give them a like (laughs) podcast in the sense that you appreciate people and you bring them back. Not to find their baby fathers, but for ratings, but also, I it. but also,
0: if you can tell me where this particular man now nah, let me stop. But
1: because at this point, Cause... I'm like, miracle. this is my fifth episode, I still don't know who my first baby father is, and yet, and still, I am getting that free trip to New York more
2: so, connecting yo, now. yo,
1: how many, how many. How many DNA tests can you have Maury pay for? How many? Marisol has been on that show a total of 27 times. And she lives right in the Bronx. (laughs) But girl, the trip to Connecticut is not worth it. You live in the Bronx.
2: I got a DNA test on my dog.
1: I remember to find out exactly what she was,
2: right? Mm -hmm. What is she Exactly. She's Pitbull,
0: Australian Shepherd, and Border Collie. Is she a dog?
2: Mm-hmm. She's
0: Snoop Doggy Dog. Okay, so we, we again, getting off topic, what we're going to do here is we are gonna, we're going to get, we're going to do first thing first. First thing first, the reason I am canceled. Oh, God. The reason I am canceled is because... I made a joke about a joke that I was hurting myself along the way with other people. I said being poly and single is akin to by yourself comedy.
1: Uh
0: As in bisexual, by yourself.
1: Okay, I get it. I get it now. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Okay, so when okay, so if you're a bisexual woman, right, lesbians don't want to date you because you're bi, and if you're a bisexual man, women don't want to date you because you're a bisexual man. So you end up being by yourself. By yourself.
2: Hmm. Um. Mm. Okay.
1: Yeah, you canceled because that won't be funny. <laughs> oh wait. Are we are
2: we all going through while we're canceled right
0: now, or? Um. Actually, I would love for. We're gonna do it like this. Being that we're breaking down into sections, Marlena is introducing us to a topic. That's what we're doing here. Marlena is okay. introducing us to a topic. Um, a topic that you spoke about. Which is why it's a two first today. We're getting DP today, okay? Because mm-hmm. the other side of the the other side <laughs> is the uh, <laughs> the other side is you're giving us a topic. So Mylena can tell us why she's canceled at the end of hers, and you okay. can tell us why you're canceled at the end of yours. Okay. Y'all ready? I'm good for it. So yes. Also, that also lets me know maybe I'm not meant to be a comedian. I, neither is Ryan Seacrest. So how is he famous?
1: Is he even a comedian?
0: No, but he hosts this shit. And I feel like you gotta be charismatic to be-
2: Ryan Seacrest, Ryan Seacrest just knows how to exploit white women very well. And that's why he's rich Mm. and
0: famous. Meanwhile, Andy Cohen does it for black women.
2: Yeah, he likes to exploit the black women.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, and, and so did Mona. We know Mona, but Mona is black. But like Mona.
1: Girl. But can I okay, can I just say something about Andy Cohen? And it's just being real honest. I think that he does exploit black women, right? Exploit black women. But I think like he wanted to exploit women in general. But those white Ooh. girls are just corny. Yeah. And I think that's what it is. Like, they're just boring. Like, I don't really watch the franchise. Uh, I used to watch um Atlanta here and there, Potomac here and there. But, like, the times when I've watched, like, Beverly Hills, it just felt like a bunch of white women who were rich that were just bored with their lives and just wanted to start nonsense.
0: I, and I did like, love New York.
1: What are you upset about? Well, no, in New York. Um, I used to watch uh Jersey. Because they had a countess. Jersey they had good. a
0: countess,
1: they had a countess
0: on New York, and so I like I watched the first three or you know, three or four seasons, and then I was like, nah, this ain't for me no mm-hmm. more. But like a whole you had you had a titled bishop in there? A title. Hmm. let the lady guys because I think that's
2: how I
1: I got introduced to the franchise with uh with Teresa Judeys in them. I think that's how I started watching it. But um, yeah, I just feel like outside of Jersey, because I did watch Jersey outside of Jersey, Atlanta, and maybe Potomac, which I've seen like episode here and there. I think that he really does a horrible job at picking uh casting, like at casting in general. Like I think all the bitches in and- in Beverly Hills just drink and get upset with each other about drinking too much and getting upset with each other and it's just very like why are we watching this? Why are we doing that?
0: Well but, Salt Lake City Salt Lake City, Mylena, did you see the did you see when she um did you see the when they when they were getting ready to go to bail?
2: I gotta catch up, but I I I'm okay with spoilers.
0: Okay, because like they already like their bitches They saw the SWAT team come when they were getting ready to all drive off for the vacation. So, homegirl is Jen Shaw. I just, I don't know. I don't know. This is going to be interesting. Also, why are we talking about the Real Housewives? I don't know. We
2: haven't seen each other. I guess I'll catch up today so I can watch
0: tonight. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's going to
2: be. That's also on Sling.
0: Okay, we don't need to be we're, we're not, we're, we're not paid to
2: advertise any of this. <laughs> I feel like we should say that. We haven't been paid to if advertise last year. If you enjoyed that conversation about Real Housewives, consider joining our Facebook group, Electric Chatter. Thank you. Become <laughs> a Chatterhead. Oh, well, electrolyte! I fucking hate that name. Oh, oh
1: electrolyte! I, I love mm-hmm. Chatterhead.
2: Chatterheads
0: the cute.
1: So Chatterbox. Chatterbox.
2: Chatterbox. Chatterbox.
0: Chatterhead. Chatterboxes. I know. Chatterboxes. No, Chatterboxes. Like the big pink box that you see in RuPaul.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: They, look, once they open them boxes and them names come out, they be chattering about shit. You start some tea, Start some drama. Big pink box.
1: Had already canceled with Finn. We would just like you guys to know that Finn is already high. So, we will have to pull this in because we done cut off topic like nine times. Okay, so we're going to start
2: with... Sephora is now
0: the host.
1: Sephora is now now the host. The (laughs) The hostess
0: (laughs) with the mostest and the hostess with the leastest. You have to be both, okay? You got to be both. The hostess
1: with the mostest and the hostess with the osteoporosis. (laughs)
2: I thought this. I applaud this. <laughs> okay. To so
1: lead us into uh, okay, lead okay. us
0: into Mylena's takeover.
1: Okay, so we both had to listen to each other's episode. I apologize in advance for you having to do that. Uh what what uh what topic did I cover that you wanted to like have a bigger conversation about?
2: because <clears throat> well throat> yeah so y'all touched on white gaze, gays
0: g-a-y-s <laughs> i love how you had to spell it out for us because you white
1: had some questions gaze or white gays <laughs> okay
2: so i wanted to talk about it because i always hear people talk about how problematic white gays are but mm-hmm. also like they also talk about how much work has been done to like get rights and it's very confusing to me so something we could have a conversation about like why they're problematic and like because you guys I forget what it was that you said about them um so what was
1: it? is it the white uh, white gays forget that they are white until they need to be white, or something to that effect.
0: Is it because, like, let's be real: we can go into the, we can go into the racism, we can go mm-hmm. into the microaggression, we mm-hmm. can go into the pop culture aspect of it. Mm-hmm.
2: I guess I'm thinking about like appropriation or like stealing black culture to benefit themselves. But then when we're trying to fight for rights for the Black queer community, the white gays are like, the Black queer community, what's
0: that? Right, no, I mean, I remember we heard stories and we can always trace shit back to Marsha P. Johnson if we really want to talk about it. And I remember hearing stories about there being a bar at the corner of Christopher and I want to say 7th Ave and I don't remember if it is Duplex or if it or if it was a bar that was there before Duplex was mm-hmm. or something to that effect. And like Marsha P. Johnson went in and wouldn't get served because she was black. And if one of the things of like we saw that in an episode of Pose, we saw that or heard that from our um, from our queer ancestors or you know uncles and aunts and friends and mothers and fathers and so and we know it's true because we can go into bars that they say we're all equal in and still be the last person served
2: right
0: you know so and that doesn't even matter if it's a gay bar a straight bar wherever you are you know what i'm saying so it is one of those things of like the white, white gays don't see how easier they have it
2: mm-hmm.
0: in that aspect to the point where even an iconic Black woman who stood up for them was still denied service. Right. At the same time, this was not my topic to take over.
2: <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, right? So
0: i'm cool. high and like and i and when i got into that i felt the need to bring up marcia because like she's an icon anyway keep going
1: so here's the thing i don't want to um as a straight woman right i don't want to step on any toes for anything that i would want to say so i appreciate you taking the reins of the conversation and leading with that um also as a straight woman i can only talk about what i've seen and what my friends have experienced and my family members have experienced as opposed to firsthand um I don't want to say trauma but firsthand trauma and cause and effect right so in in my experience with family members and cousins and friends um with the white gaze um and just from things that I've seen firsthand right there is um there's a due diligence to self, and not a due diligence to the community. Do I personally have this right? Yes, as a white person, I have a right to go on this far. As a white, a white straight man, I have, you know, power over this situation. However, for the community, they don't. But it's okay because I don't have to worry about that because at from jump, I'm just going to be a white man or a white. A lesbian or a white trans person because it's hard it's hard to say I'm trying to like put this the best way I can like we can all see each other's heart after a conversation but you're gonna right. see skin first. So walking right, into because
2: situation uh-huh.
0: because what I remember and my grandmother taught me this you can walk out in that street and be the biggest flaming homo you are, baby. But they're going to see you being Black before they see you being gay.
1: Exactly. And there's a great way... Like, we code switch. Black folks, we code switch. And if you're a Black gay person or a lesbian or a trans person, you know how to code switch. I've seen plenty of videos on... Um, oh my God, I, say, I hate to say it like this, but I've seen, like, pr- plenty of videos of trans, Black trans women who have conversations about not wanting to have conversations first thing in the morning because they have to train their voice to get it together, right? Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And that's a conversation for a lot of trans people. But at the end of the day, when they walk outside, they're still Black. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You're still going to be considered, I don't want to say a threat, but you're still going to be considered a threat before they consider you anything else. And I think that a lot of times white gays, um, yeah, they do the work, but they're the front-runner. They're the face for the work. They're not doing the actual work. They're the people that get put to the pedestal to have the big conversation. But when they get off that pedestal, they're not doing the work. It's been known that Black people are always the backbone of the struggle, the peace meeting, the... um, the legs on the table we don't have a seat at the table but we'll be the legs on the table like it's known that that's what it is and i think a lot of times when we have these big conversations we need to include the fact that white people are the face like the um the women's march prime example i noticed is like apples to oranges a little bit but the women's march how many like white women came out to the women's march and then what happened? A lot of the black people that were coming out to the women's march, whether they be women or other, a lot of the women that came out were being told that it wasn't the march for them. This is not your mm. march. Or a lot of trans women were told, this is not your march. Right. This isn't for you. But then when mm. they have like pride marches or pride parades, trans women be told this is not for you. And don't be black and trans because it's really not for you. Go to the peers your party's go, on the Go party. to the beers!
0: Go to the beers! Your party's on so, the like, beers. Like dead ass, one thing that I definitely, and it was interesting seeing it this year at Pride, it feels, and, and I've known that for years, is that like the LGBT center, the big ones that we know of,
2: right, mm-hmm. that
0: get all the marketing and stuff like that, they're usually run by white gay people. Right. And then a lot of them don't know how to provide services for trans women, um, mm-hmm. no matter what color they are. So a lot of trans women are left without resources unless they you know, find people of color. It sounds kind of sucky to say it, but a lot of us were taught a certain amount of groundwork that we had to do to find resources for survival.
1: Mm-hmm. And not even that, people of color are very each one teach one. And mm-hmm. also, I was going to say that, too, because you made a valid point. A lot of the centers, the big centers that get the funding are, like, white. I don't want to say own, but they're, like, the face of the, the center is white, right? Yeah. But they know that the inter, like the other centers don't have the access. Why not help them get the access to what you have? Instead of saying, again, instead of saying, well, I have mine. I, my movement has it. I don't need to give it to anybody else because my due diligence is to self. Whereas right. the people of color are like, listen, I know that this drug is X amount of dollars and you know it's not covered by insurance. So let me help you get this drug or let me help you get this access to whatever or let me help you get whatever. But it's, it's mind boggling to me only because like, I see it and it's just like like my cousin um one of the centers that he used to go to was in the city and he went to the one in the city because it was better than the one in queens and i'm like how is it better he's like it's just better like and i'm just like like is it more access or like what he, it's just better like it's
0: it's rough to say it's like you know what's crazy is with the exception of the like of the centers, like we normally, you know, a lot of us have to find social workers, right? Because social workers are underpaid. The, a lot mm-hmm. of the a lot of the uh, the places that they work at are underfunded. You know, it's just a whole lot of you know stuff yeah. happening. But I've noticed that the most work I've seen put in for like if I had to go in was normally done by a white woman.
2: Yeah,
1: you have to remember at one point in our community, we thought social services, not social services, we thought, um, I'm going to say it like this, child protective services. Right. It's like such a scary word. Like, Mm -hmm. so a lot of us weren't in that field, but now there's been a high influx in Mm -hmm. our generation being in that field because we knew what it was growing up without having access to things that we needed. So it's like I know at least four girls that are uh, women that are social workers right now and it's so like refreshing to see because one one grad actually I went to elementary school with her like she became a social worker because she was like you know a lot of these kids are pushed to the side until they get out of forced care at 18 and then they're on their own and they're not taught skills that they need to be taught and that's why she became a social worker, as opposed to saying like a, a girl well, one girl, I know she really did it for the check. But you know,
2: it's just weird because there ain't no checking.
1: Huh?
0: I mean, it depends on where you work. Cause some places do yeah. be having some good salaries, all right? Yeah. But at the same time, it's also like it's interesting because when you look at the centers versus social services. It's like, a lot of the times, yes, the centers do know that there are people who are homeless. There are teenagers who have been kicked out of their home. Right. You know, they know that they exist. But the issue is that, and maybe it's a city thing. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it's because, like, I'm blessed to see the city more. It's not blessed. I don't know. That sounds like the wrong word to say. But... Fortunate um when we see like white gays who've been kicked out of their homes they're usually in Mm. middle america right when we see people of color being when we see like you know people of color being kicked out of their home for being queer that's normally in the cities yeah Mm. and i feel like with people of color because we're in the cities it's easier to find the community. You know what I mean? Like, the baby gays know to go to the pier or to the church on Wednesday yeah. night. Yeah. You know, and I think that that was one, one of the, the different correlations of like, the white gays in middle America don't know that because a lot of them don't have that because mm-hmm. middle America doesn't teach them that. So yes, I understand that, you know, when y'all come to the big cities. It was so yes, you can express yourself and be yourself, but like at a lot of times a lot of them are still so disconnected from the actual like community that they're in where their queer people of color had created that culture.
1: Environment, yeah. And that's another thing. Like I hate the ones that are like, I'm not racist, but like then they have inherent racism towards sexism toward or just hatred.
0: Or because, fetishization.
1: Right. They
0: stand that hatred.
1: Right. I am um, it's, it's so funny. Well, it's not even funny because it's actually tragic. But um I grew up a lot of gay men. And it wasn't that that they were outright, because you know, <laughs> Black. Um, so you know, a lot of black older black men are still like in the closet per se. Oof. But it's like one of those things is like what class did you in? Cause like that shit made it last and we all know. But they won't come out and <laughs> Like, so like I grew up around that. But we that. been new baby, but we been right? new. So I grew up in that environment and it's like it's something we don't talk about. And you know, as loud as I am about just people being loved and loving who they love, in my family um, it's, it's still a thing. So um, I remember when I was younger this guy who was a family friend and his mom found out he was gay and I remember she kicked him out and when she kicked him out he came to my house and my mom was like well what happened and he was like nothing my mom just said I can't stay here anymore and we were in high school at the time and she said well you can stay here like she kind of put two and two together and she's like you can stay here and his mom called and was like no he needs to be out on the streets he can't stay out my mom was like I'm not him out he's not going out on the streets He's just going to stay here. And like my parents have been a work in progress when it comes to um, language and just acceptance in general. But in that moment, that was a boy that was kicked out at 17 and needed somewhere to stay.
2: Yeah.
1: So I think that happens a lot in our community too. Like even if they they might not agree with the lifestyle. That was quotes guys. But they might not agree with the lifestyle. But at the, at the end of the day, that's a kid. And that kid needs a place to set. So I think that happens a lot in our community, too. It's not even when they're young. But when they're older, I don't know. Maybe not so much. But I don't know. When they're
0: older, I'll be real. Because I'm slowly I'm slowly knocking on 30. Slowly. I, mean, and I, and when, I and when I say slowly, I mean in about nine, ten months, okay?
1: I've been here for <laughs> five years. Bring your own salon pies because we ain't got no more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but as I'm slowly knocking on 30, I'm realizing like there's still dudes on the low in the black community in in their twenties. And we got We know we can be. Here's the thing we know mentally that being queer is more accepted now, right? Right. But what happens is, black folks, we still got being black.
2: Yep.
1: And that's what I was going to say next. So we've had this conversation before. I have a lot of people in my life who are men that identify as bisexual, but they're not really bi, right? When I've had conversations with them of of saying like, "Hey, why do you identify as bi when you're not bi?" and they're like, "Because it's easier for people to understand," and I'm like, "What do you mean it's easier?" and they were like, "You know, if I say I'm bi, my mom still thinks she has hope of getting grandkids," and I'm yeah. like, "But like, and that that goes to um." One of my conversations I want to have with Marlena about the indoctrinated hatred, like you're so, you're force fed. You can't have these things if you're a gay man or a lesbian, because it's a means of correcting the behavior. Yeah. You want these things in life. So since you want these things in life, you need to not be gay. Never suck a dick. Like Right. And no. it's not true. Never, like, never, never second it. Like it is not true. And it's so funny to me because, like, cancer God, I'm like this person is as gay as days long. And I'm just like, why not? Like, have you, like, have you ever thought about wanting to be with a woman? No. So how are you running around telling people you're bisexual? Like, it's very confusing for me. Um, just because I know, like. The kind of life they want and the kind mm-hmm. of freeness that they want. And that's what's like pigeonholed in them. And it's so funny because it's not even funny, but it's interesting because again, it goes back to innocence that white men are given a different kind of freedom. Because the minute you say, as a black man, you're gay, you're less than. Like, you wanna be you're a not. woman? What do you wanna be a woman <laughs> for? And it's like mm, i don't be a woman i just like dick like i don't understand
0: and i hate to say this but we all have to, but we know it's true that society hates anything that is seen feminine seen mm-hmm. as feminine mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: right so the fact that you're already a colored minority once you add on to the to the notion that you are that you are gay that you're attracted to men then they're like wait but sucking dick is a female thing you know
1: actually actually, and and it's it's like and
0: first of all first of all i'll be real there's certain people there's some of us are focused on ass okay some of us just like booty (laughs) and then yet being trans is a whole nother level of being locked into a different Mm -hmm. world because then you're looking at wait a minute not only are you telling me you're of a queer orientation?
1: Right. But
0: now you're just like, you know what? I don't even want to be a man. You're giving up being a man. Do you know what privilege, what little bit of
1: privilege you have as a black man? Exactly, exactly.
0: Yes, I understand that there are going to be some white gay men who understand and read and -hmm. do the research, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But, like, it's like every time we find someone who's trying to be an ally, not the ones who scream that they're allies, but the right. ones who are trying to be allies. The
1: ones that scream they're ally-
0: a lion? A lying. Lying because They do not They don't, don't want to even, because the ones who truly are allies, once you call them out on, like, hey, this was fucked up, yeah. So They'll ask the. They'll ask the right question. Right.
2: Are you saying that there are allies that be allying? Yes, we are saying there are allies that be allying.
0: You know what? You know
1: wait, what, man. Let me just. Let me just. Let me just say this, right? <clears throat> I'm off. I hate one. you. I hate you. Don't be coming up in
0: here. Don't be coming up in here doing wordplay, you bitch.
1: They're puns. She started it. I did start the pun. They're puns because they're fun. Um, I'm also going to blame the media because how many times, how many fucking times have we seen uh, white people come out and it's just such a joyous occasion and it's like, oh, you know, I came out of this game, my parents were very accepting and then the black guy or black girl comes out and it's like, no, burn them at the stake they need to die. Like, I'm not saying that those are not true in real situations, right? But there are some people who have come out, people of color who have come out to their family members and it's been okay. Or it's been one of those things like, oh, I already knew. Like, it it goes back to trauma porn and how we're force-fed trauma porn on a daily when it comes to the Black experience.
0: Because when you look at it in the media, it's like, Mm -hmm. we look at shows or movies and you see a white teenage boy come out and it's like okay um that was a bit of a struggle but yeah we're gonna ride this through we're gonna ride this through you know and then there's a happy ending at the end of it or there, mm-hmm. or there's some or some movie that is just completely tragic the entire way through just completely tragic indie gay films are so confusing and concerning okay i'm just gonna say this now but then when we look at things where we do have queer black kids it's like oh this whole movie is just going to be disturbing it's going to hurt you at the end you know what i mean you're going to feel because as black people all we see is what you said trauma porn about ourselves like, don't get me wrong, we have some great sitcoms and some funny movies, but then, like, have you noticed how much of our comedy and our films are, are seeped in the history of slavery?
1: Right. So, I just had to look this up, actually. So, the first, and this is honest, truth, the first movie that I've ever seen, or documented I've ever seen, where it was, um... Mm-hmm. A white child that actually came out and it was received negatively. Not saying that this experience never happens, right? But this I'm just saying it's the first movie I've ever seen. It's called Prayers for Bobby. It was a lifetime movie. Ooh, it, was oh, so was
0: that. it was
1: it was good, but it was sad. It was so sad. And it, like <laughs> It was lifetime.
2: It was lifetime.
1: She literally had to lose her son. And like the scene, the the um oh my gosh. The wake scene when they were at the house having the repast. And she, the, the um, I think it was a boy, or a boy, I can't remember, but the camera was like, Oh, I was your, your son's best friend. We met at such and such and such. Um, he was so loved. And she took the plate and a spoon from, him, from them and threw it in the garbage. Like she threw all of everybody, like all of the stuff the gay people had, she threw that shit in the garbage. And it took her to lose her son and to really realize, like, All this time I spent hating my son because I didn't agree with what lifestyle he had. When in reality, there's a million and one people out here like me who just don't get it. And she started like this whole campaign thing or whatever the case may be. I've seen a million and one horror stories about the Black thing. A million and one. The, yeah. first, the first positive one, and it wasn't even all the way positive, was Masters of None, the season one, was it season one? Season two, the Thanksgiving episode. It was a Lena Way story about how she came out. Her mother didn't agree with it at all, but it was very much like, I don't agree with this shit, but you're my daughter. And that was mm-hmm.
2: that.
1: And she she told her story as her story happened. Like she, That was it. They went to diner. she told her mother she was a lesbian and that was the end of the story. Her mother said she didn't understand it, she didn't agree and she left it alone. That is the the story of so many brown and black people Yeah, that it's never told because they feel like everything that happens to them is so negative. Like, no, it's not trauma. No one's- Do you remember, did, did,
0: well, do you remember like the whole homo hop movement back in the day? <laughs>
1: Homo hop,
0: no. Homo hop. It was like a bunch of gay artists, like who were rappers, and like mm-hmm. Logo was really like starting to present them.
1: Okay, I know what you're talking about, and it was a it was a documentary about like gays and hip hop.
0: Yeah.
1: I saw this. Oh my god, I miss Logo. I miss old school Logo.
0: Old school that- Logo was wonderful. Back when RuPaul was on Logo, that's when we was we was happy
1: the documentaries alone the epic. documentary
0: they gave us Noah's Ark look anyway
1: yeah. I remember so, there one time I'm sorry for telling you. I can't I was watching Noah's Ark one time this is we still live in Brooklyn and my mother came in the room and was like what you watching and she looked she said you're trying to tell me something I said you're in my way
2: <laughs> in I, my way you
1: know what honest to God like I've gotten the you trying to tell me something story conversation a million times I-
0: And I wasn't even trying to have a conversation with you. You came in my room when I was
1: watching TV. I was telling her, and this was like, I'm 35 now. So I had to be like 28. I had already moved out. Like I moved out on my own for a while. And um, we've had this conversation before. Like I've never bought, with the exception of my last ex, I've never bought anybody around my family because, you know, my family is a big personality to deal with. And it was interesting because like they never see me with a partner. Like never seen me with a boyfriend, never heard me talk about boys anything. So um, one day I was just talking to my mom about my friend, one of my friends, and I was saying how they wanted to come out to their parents and they didn't know how. Blah blah. blah. And I was like, you know, I just feel like their parents would be very understanding. Just, yeah. <laughs> and my mom said, yeah, you know, you just gotta talk to them. And then she got really quiet, and she go- <laughs> she goes, are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> And I said, nah, me and Dick is best friends.
2: And she's oh! like, okay.
1: And then she walked away, came back, and was like, why would you say that to me? And I was like, you could me you ask? Could you ask, mother? Homies. Me and Dick homies, girl. I lay that shit on my pillow sometimes. Like, don't ask me no goofy shit. Like, I mean, he's not goofy, but I think, I think that was the moment when she realized, like, my daughter is with the shit like exactly she just wants everyone around her to be happy and it's true like i just want everybody around me to be happy be your best authentic self and um me and my sister have had this conversation with my dad because if i'm gonna be perfectly honest my dad at one point was like really homophobic and um he was that way for his own reasons um so it's been a learning moment for him to like kind of like decompress his own shit and realize this is why I felt the way I felt. Reality is this is not the case. So now to see him come around with some of his conversations and the way he you know thinks now and how it's different, like how he processes differently, it's pretty good. So yeah, he thought I was always a while.
0: It's always interesting because like it always felt like my brother was homophobic as fuck growing up, mm, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember he had just gotten out of prison. And I was I was still a teenager living at home with my, with my grandparents. So he was coming home. And I decided, like, you know, his logo was it was like the second season of um of uh, Noah's Ark coming out. Mm. So I had Noah's Ark night ready to go, and then this nigga walks in and tells me he's sharing my room. And I'm like, well, look. Real fast, I ain't changing the channel.
1: I know that's right.
2: I know that's right.
1: <laughs> no, you can't say it like that. You have to. I mean, that was a good one, but you have to incorporate it cool. into your everyday like conversation. And you got to put more sass on it.
2: You the put more sass song on. or the Cardi B song? Oh shit! Sorry, Marlena. <laughs> It's a call and I'm response from
1: so black news. I'm so sorry. Like I forgot. Okay, we'll have that conversation outside of the
0: We'll have that <laughs> uh, of outside. But actually, Marlena, real real, real quick, because this is the conversation that you had brought up. Um, what were your actual like initial question? Because we completely oh, yeah. missed that part. What was your like actual initial we, question? We
1: went around a block, spun it, spun it, it came back. Yeah. I just wanted to hear y'all I just wanted to hear y'all talk
2: about it. So Okay i didn't have like any specific questions i just wanted to like hear y'all go more in depth on it which you clearly did
0: because one thing because i will say this because you know like growing up we had already con- we've already had the conversation of like where how i fit and didn't fit in with the black community and like, mm-hmm. certain aspects of it as a child and i think you know what's really crazy is like I, wa- I do just want to say like, there is a, a difference now that I'm realizing that the kids are getting that we didn't get because, but like that, we'll get into that with the next topic. But one thing I did realize is growing up, I, I did have more white friends than black friends or friends of color. It made it easier for me to be queer. It made it easier for me to be queer because they were able to be queer. And whereas with the black kids around, like I saw a lot of them, they weren't able to be queer because a lot of them went into like hardcore Christian churches. Okay. That makes sense?
1: Yeah. Um, I was also gonna to so okay. I grew up kid other in a sense because I went to a predominantly Black school. I was raised Black Christian. I was just into a million different things that my friends weren't into. A million and one things. And because of that, I was deemed kid other. So I didn't have that alt group to hang out with. And I think that's why I gravitated so much to gay kids. Or kids aren't, that I just thought as queer. You know what I mean? Because it was like I, and I don't mean to say like this, but like society both consider us different because we're black and we're different. So let's be mm-hmm. black and different together. Like, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. I didn't grow up around white kids. Like, I don't mean to say, like only white people I knew were the people that worked with my parents. I went to school in the hood. hood. So like, I, like how you were easier, like it was easier for you to gravitate towards like white kids because they were okay with being different. I think that's why I gravitated to the gay community because they were okay with being different.
0: Right. I'll never forget the turn that opened my eyes. Mm. Beyonce Formation.
1: Oh. I keep forgetting how much old I am.
0: Beyonce Formation shifted the gay community in a way that, like, okay, you knew. Who hated Beyonce because she was black?
1: Oh, okay, now I get what you're saying. Okay.
0: You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because that's when you started to hear a lot of, well, why does she have to dress like she was in the Black Panthers? That feels aggressive.
1: As, SNL did a whole skit about it where white people were like shocked. Beyonce's yeah. black? Oh my God, I thought she was just, I thought she was like Ariana Grande. She just had a tan. Like it was a whole episode, a whole uh, skit. And it's really funny because it, it was, it, it says two things, right? It says that as a black artist, you're not considered black if you're making music for white ears. Mm-hmm. And then it also says, excuse me, as a black female artist, who happens to be light-skinned, um, you're not considered Black until you do something to solidify your Blackness. Right. So, I'm because, not-
0: like, let's be real, let's be real. We have so many Black artists who are who are amazing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? But you'll never see them on the AT40s. Yeah. First of all, you know we in the black community a good portion of us are are when it comes to like celebrity relationships we're looking at fat and toby like a motherfucker hmm. let
1: okay? me tell you something about fat and toby i would give my not hold give on my i saw mylena face
0: raise face her face. hand i saw i saw mylena raise her hand who are fat and toby you're about to ask mylena no i have a question from two topics back that i've been waiting to,
2: to ask <laughs> Okay,
0: yeah. and then we'll well. Let, just know if you if your partner don't love you like Fat and Toby love each other, is, are they worth your time?
1: Listen, let me tell you something. Their love story is amazing. And at Morning. first, like, when I Fat and Toby, I'll sing you music. don't worry. At first, okay. when I um when I was like watching, it, I was like, this is some bullshit. Like, why does she have to go through all of this with him? And I'm just like, like when I'm like watching, I was like, okay, I get it. Like I get it. Yeah, It wasn't yeah. even like she was like going through it like he was cheating on her, ducking her out. he literally said to her listen, you're an amazing person I love you but right now I am not in a space to be in a relationship and I need to fix my own shit and she mm-hmm. was like hurt by it but in the reality of it it's for a man to come and tell you that he is, I am not in a good space right now I need to fix my own shit to be the man that you need. Take my panties off i sleeping and fuck me from the side because that is amazing
0: that is real that is real. Okay, so what was your question, Marlena? Because again, idolization over here.
2: Well, I wanted to ask like, <clears throat> separate. do you ever, have you ever thought that it's, I don't want this to be offensive, I'm gonna ask it. Do you ever feel like the, the gay kids that you hung out with ever felt like used because the straight black girl was hanging out with them? because she was so different. You know, like sometimes people people talk about how they feel used because other people use them to like make themselves feel better. Right. Do you think that ever happens like with you? Not in like you intended for it to happen, but feelings are feelings. So
1: maybe I said that like the wrong way. So I, I'm not going to say like, oh, this is like, that was my friend because he was gay. Cause it was-, it was all No, yeah, obviously. Way. But it was always like, I like these things. And like the kids in my school don't like these things, but this person does like these things and it just so happens they're gay. And then I found out, I find out that they're gay and it's like, okay. And then instead of like, instead of it being a thing, because i've had friends that come out and like i'm gay and then they're like oh i don't want to be a friend anymore and then like they would come out to me and i'm like oh my god really okay cool and then
2: we're still friends and then they the friendship becomes i get what you're i get what you're i get what you're saying i just i just thought i'd ask the question because that does happen so like It that your experience kind of opens the door to have a conversation of like what the difference is between having a being different and having a connection with a group of people that are different from you and being different and having a connection with a group of people and using them for like inspiration. Like and, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I've never used like my gay friend as an accessory. It has always been like A thing like I'll give you a prime example. Like in my adult life, right? Like coincidentally, I made a friend, and that's another day. But coincidentally, I made a friend, and and you making
0: friends, you making friends. That's what it's a
1: long. It's a long story, but coincidentally, me and this person became friends, and we were like really good friends. And then they started calling me their best friend, and I'm like, okay, whatever, I don't care. And then, like, I went to hang out with them one day. Like, mind you, I've known this person for, like, six months at this point. And I went to hang out with them. It was a guy. I went to hang out with them. And I would get ready to leave. And he he says to me, and I'm going to tell you exactly how the conversation goes. He says to me, I just want to tell you something. And I'm like, what? And he's like, actually, I'm not going to say exactly what he said because he's kind of rude. He goes, I fuck with the teeth. And I said, okay. And he was like, you ain't got no questions. So I was like, you said so it? He's like, yeah. I was like, we got something to talk about now. Like, and I left <laughs> it alone. And I left it alone. And It's always been like that with me that like, I'll make a friend. It Typically it'll be a guy. I'll make a friend. This has been like since childhood. I'll make a friend, everything will be going fine. And then I'll say, well, I'm gay. And I'm like, okay, what do we do now?
0: like what do you you do want to you want to like, get pancakes or? Like, I just I
1: want to be really I want to be really honest with y'all I was the weirdest fuck kid I was like like I'm telling y'all if I didn't have to wear a uniform or if my mom would have allowed it I'd probably been a goth kid at the school like I was depressed like so whenever I would make friends it would be like like I had some survival friends like friends that I made out of survival to get through high school like Looking back on it now, that's what it was. But then I had the friends that I genuinely liked. And the friends that I genuinely liked tended to be the alternative friends, like the alternative kids. And then, like, four months into the friendship, you know I'm gay, and I'm like, okay, cool. You good with that? I'm fine with that. You sure? Because you Christian? I'm fine with it. What are we doing next? It's always been like that. So that's why I say, like, I tend to make... I've tended to make... um friends with gay men because well we both like dick but other than that because like, <laughs> it's always been like that
0: and I love that you know what the dick is you, the way you're like look dick is dick
1: I like dick before I have even had a dick and it wasn't even a I don't know that's another conversation for another day Because a, but it
0: is one of those things of like you know it's weird all of my friends like younger in high school but mostly straight, like straight men, Mm. most of them. But like the exception of like a few straight girls who would later end up telling me that they're pan or bi or something and then like very interesting. Now it's the opposite. I have no, I have like maybe two or three straight guys in my life, Okay. you know? And it's like, it's weird, but also at the same time, like I know that these, that these straight men are, like, they're aware of the privilege that they have.
2: Okay.
1: I don't think... Do I have any straight guys friends? Oh, yeah, I do. They're I exhausting, mean, though.
0: They're exhausting. You know,
1: stri- straight men in general are exhausting. Like, I... <sighs> and, but at the same time, I get... Like, I occasionally will be accused of... um. not... Like believing straight men have feelings, and I'm like, how do I? I believe you have feelings. Like I, I just feel like, wait. Right, I just think that what you're having an emotional tantrum about is slightly unnecessary. And I try not to be that person because I'm like, everybody <laughs> has feelings. And yes,
0: but I do want you to know. I do want you to know. I still get paid less than you. Like let's, let's, let's talk about I, that. I still okay. want you to
1: know that. All five nine of me, two hundred plus pounds. It's terrifying to gr- walk through a group of y'all on the corner because, like, am I gonna get hit on or hit in head with a bottle? We don't know. We don't know. And
0: let and me tell you something. Fear. Let me tell you something. I know that. um, I know we shouldn't catcall people.
2: Oh,
1: I, I, mm-hmm. I need to backtrack. I know we.
0: I, I, I know we shouldn't catcall people but a lot of men are now learning what it feels like to be catcalled
1: i've been doing it
0: and and it's interesting because a lot of them still don't know what it's like to have to fear an attack coming with Mm -hmm. that catcall
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah but
0: again different
1: conversation
0: you know marlena look I know we went off on a tangent way Wait,
1: further than... We're... I don't mean to cut you off, so I do need to say something um, in concerns with what Malina said, because I just I didn't just remember it because it's not something that I forget. So another thing is, right, uh, the reason why I used to, like, my friendships with gay men were so important to me when I was younger, and just with the community was important to me when I was younger. There was a whole, like, moment in my, like, teenage years where I didn't know who I was sexually right but it wasn't like oh my god am I like men? it was more so like oh my god am I asexual because I don't mm. like these, I don't like men I don't like women I like my dog and I like my books like what am I supposed to do like I kissed the boy and I was like what happens now like was, <laughs> I, I never like it wasn't it. <laughs> it was nothing what, what do and, with
0: you what do i do with you I,
1: like i kissed i kissed a boy and i was like i feel nothing and then like right like going towards college like i had sex with a guy and i was like this is trash and i was just like okay we don't like men i don't think we like men and then i'm like wait a minute does that mean we like i don't like women either okay cool what <laughs> what does this mean And it was just like, I had like this really big moment of saying like, maybe I am asexual. Maybe it's just that, because you know, some people just asexual and they just don't like it. And I'm just like, all right, well, this is what it is. And then I realized it wasn't that I was so much asexual. It's just that I was fucking depressed and because I was so depressed um I lost interest like I would literally lose interest in life and then because I was losing interest in life and trying to figure out life at the same time like nothing was working so I think having that like inner like thing and being around people who were very much sure of who they were they knew who they were they stood on who they were um even as teenagers they knew who they were it, it was something for me to like gravitate to in a sense of like this person has it like me 14 this person has their shit together like we 14 Child. nobody has their shit together like
0: but you know what but you know what that says you know what that says about you because it's one of those things of like at 14 you knew to gravitate toward people who you thought had their shit together because like that means this person is going somewhere this person is doing something that i need to try to aspire to do you know what i mean because like not for nothing like that's a real life lesson like we learn to like that's part of why we make friends and associate with people outside of our own norm is because will learn something from somebody else. You're supposed to to hopefully learn something from every relationship you go through in life. Right.
1: And also to add the reason why I really thought I was asexual because I saw a penis for the first time and I was just like, that is not going anywhere near me. Like it was it was just a lot. I think I I I told you I told you my first penis story at your uh, party at your kickback. Yes. It was horrible. But I,
0: I do have one question, though. I mean, we've all seen, look, let's be real.
1: I told you. Not all I
0: dicks mean. are pretty. Not all dicks are pretty.
1: <laughs> but <you>? anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, um, but like the real, my, my question for you is, do you, do you see yourself as, um, obviously you fuck now, you be fucking, but like okay. separate, separate from the streets, separate from the streets, you be fucking, but. Is Sepa more aromantic than asexual? Because I think what people conflate is the concept of aromantic and asexual or they don't understand that there is a difference sometimes.
1: Okay, so for me, right? Hmm. I do like romance. But I kind of like I don't like it's very weird. Like I like romance. So I can't say I'm aromantic As far as asexual goes, some days I'm like, oh, niggas are the worst. But that's because niggas be niggas. But, so,
0: but is it like, but do you, but is it like romance, As in, I like romantic shit, like, cough, um, like chocolate and coffees and, you know, cute little dates or is it like actual uh, companionship? Because like, I look at, like, romance as companionship more than, like, romantic acts. And I think sometimes we forget that there can be a difference.
1: So I like both in the sense of, like, but I like romantic acts geared towards my person. So, like, I love flowers, but I don't want anybody to buy me flowers.
0: I don't want nothing dying in my house. What are you saying? So, Our relationship going die? What kind of fucking shit is this? We gonna we gonna break up the minute the last flower <laughs> did it.
1: So the reason why I don't like people buying me flowers is they remind me of my grandmother. So I always oh. like to like whenever I want to remember my grandmother, I will go and buy myself flowers.
0: Right. But
1: also to me, romantic like being romantic to me too is calling me and cutting my ass on the phone, or like talking like shit talking. That's romantic right. to me. i so, like.
0: Because I only asked because, like, when you said asexual, I was like, "Well, maybe there's a romantic in there," because, like, you know what I mean? Because there's always, and I, I feel like one thing that a lot of us don't really see sometimes is the concept of somebody can lose interest in sex because we're thought that it needs to be tied to something.
1: Right. So, okay, thank you for bringing that up because when I had sex for the first time, I purposely wanted it to be tied to nothing. My yeah. only purpose of having sex for that first time was to see if I liked it. It had nothing yeah. to do with the person. It had nothing to do with the experience. Like I just want to see if I liked this. And I hated it. And then I was like, I hate this shit. We really don't like these niggas. Like, it was one of those <laughs> things. And guess so, what? And guess what? Now we love
0: it, but we still don't like these niggas.
1: We don't. And it's, it's so crazy because like which is another conversation for another day because we're really getting on the topic I didn't start enjoying sex until I was like in my mid-twenties Yeah. and I'm not saying I've had like, like a lot of sex um, but I didn't really start enjoying it until like I can't say who but that's when I started enjoying it and I was like oh okay so okay. okay
0: okay Miss Thing can't say who <laughs>
1: Wait, Wait,
2: but
0: but Marlena, when did you start enjoying sex? Oh, she's thinking on it. <laughs> she's thinking on it. You
2: know, I I'm never sexually satisfied. Like when I get done having sex, I just I'm like, I want to have more sex. But is it good though?
0: Is it is it satisfaction or fulfillment in what you're looking for?
2: Child, i'm looking for fulfillment i always feel like i always feel like when i have sex that there's something lacking but i don't ever know what that is like i want to have the mm. kind of sex where i'm not thinking about my grocery list oh mm. okay i never had i never had that Child.
0: oh um you know what off camera, sure. off camera, you and I will have a conversation about resources and references and um, <laughs> you know, the, you know, the first time that too many adults discuss sexual satisfaction with their partner is mm-hmm. often the first time that they've ever considered sexual satisfaction. Right. And you know, We should all have better conversations about this and not be afraid.
1: Wait, can I order, In
0: in order for us to do this, I'm finishing this PSA. In order for us to all be sexually satisfied, visit (laughs) stayteen.org.
2: Fuck you and your fucking secret life of the American teenager. Okay,
0: can I? (laughs) That was a very important PSA. So, but like, real shit. Is at the end of the day, you we all need to be having better sex, we all need to be having that better. Sex. True. Um, yeah. I just you know, if we have to implement new techniques, new tools. Um, you know, research. i are like
2: my fingers in buttholes. <laughs> what happened about buttholes? What did you oh, say about
1: buttholes? No, we are. What, what did she say about buttholes?
2: say it, because
0: I didn't hear it. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Madge, Madge, just...
1: Stop, because she's not going to stop laughing, and you're not going to be able to stop laughing either.
0: Madge just said she likes sticking her finger in buttholes. And you know what? If that makes you enjoy it better, good for you.
2: My OCD
1: is bad. I'll be thinking the whole time. That, uh, because you be fucking like great
0: man. You be fucking great man. Oh, me? No.
1: I
2: don't. I only I don't. do it usually after a shower, in which I've been in the shower with them so that I can properly determine that their butthole is fingerable. Fingerable. Meanly.
0: You know what? We are getting way off topic here. So...
1: <laughs> well wait. Like, I got a question. Just, like, <laughs> this is the butthole, right? Do you like do one of those? Or is it like a full like
2: Okay, so I don't feel We're comfortable. We are getting a hand demonstration. I don't feel okay. comfortable explaining it in front of Finn because he's like, I'm sorry, they're like the like fingering butthole aficionado. And what if I do it wrong? And I'm not confirming
0: like, nor denying anything. Just make okay, sure you always have a I le- don't. I don't want to be just judged. Just make sure. I just make sure that you always group? have the. No, you have to have your lesbian nails. Oh, okay. That's okay. all I'm gonna say. And then we are going to find a way to move forward from buttholes. I a and,
2: I've never seen uh, this. Is, in this is gonna be an editing nightmare. we uh, we're gonna move forward. oh my god have I, we I even gotten to suck first topic
0: no, no there's no fine. about
2: so, i haven't because i i never got to say why i was cancelled so i'm confused where we're at oh wait so am i saying on. why i'm cancelled now or no no
0: no, it was no, no because marlena so okay
1: so <laughs> we are we are just doing so, so so
0: a lot just happened here there were so many problems. it really fair. um and i'm just gonna say this i'm just gonna say this um, I need to know, Marlena. although you just told us, fingers and buttholes, why are you
2: canceled? I'm canceled because my body is a fucking snitch, and I won't let me eat gluten or dairy. Mm, I can see that.
0: I can see that.
1: Yeah.
0: I can see that. And that's Your body
1: doesn't let you have fun. Right. And girls just want to have fun. Oh, Madge just want to have fun. My really wants
2: <laughs> have fun. My name is Madge. Will you touch my badge? I feel like that is a Barbie commercial. Like, Barbie's just, like, scrolling in the convertible. And she's like, hi, I'm Madge. Will you touch my badge? Oh, wrong place, stupid. <laughs> That's my belly button. <laughs>
1: you gotta get a little lower <laughs> <see> somebody <laughs> somebody
0: call somebody call aqua they need to do a remix oh my
1: god
0: <clears throat> okay so right. now that we know why marlena is cancelled yes marlena i feel like it's time for us to get into actually why like like supper like i i feel like it's time for you to talk about your topic i'm trying to keep this season tangent-free, but that ain't gonna happen.
1: It ain't.
0: It ain't. So, you know, for you people listening to this, I hope you're learning because we're now about to talk about indoctrinated hatred.
1: So, my um, takeaway from one of Marlena's last episodes, actually, um, I wanted to talk about, I wanted her to elaborate on indoctrinated hatred and also allyship and not always getting it right. Because I thought I thought the allyship and not always getting it right was important because um, even as an ally for myself, sometimes I don't always get it right. And it's Mm -hmm. not
0: that intentionally
1: do it. It's just that, again, because of some indoctrinated hatreds that were taught, and plus both Malina and I are both church kids. So I think we have similar experiences when it comes to um, upbringing. so I just want to try to expand on that a little bit.
2: Well, <clears throat> I don't know if it'll get edited out, but I definitely misgendered Finn like three minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So that right there is an example. But you correct of... yourself. I did exactly. correct myself, but that is an why... example of not getting it right. But you always turn it around to like you that's know. 100%. So that's a, that's an example. Um, <clears throat> but I think. So, I don't get it right like ninety nine percent of the time. <laughs> but I think the most important thing, like when you're trying to be an ally, is to show growth. So mm. if you if you're if you say you're doing you're going to do the right thing, you have to show that. And I think a lot of people don't understand that allyship is not about what comes out of your mouth in terms of being supportive. It's about showing how you're being supportive, whether that's financially, um, emotionally, mentally, physically, like you have to sh- put you have to put your money where your mouth is, so to say. Right. And so <clears throat> I can sit here and, you know, using you as an example, I can sit here and, and say that I'm an ally for the non non-binary community, but if I'm over here constantly misgendering, someone who's non-binary and not ever correcting myself or saying sorry or just like giving off this air of like like whatever then is that am I really an ally am I really being supportive because I'm not showing that except for my like Instagram posts that I made because somebody posted something cool and I just shared it I didn't even make one myself so that was the like word, but I'm just saying <clears throat> but mm. not and not only that but like like you said, like we're church kids. We grew up knowing that like men, women, you're supposed to fuck each other, have babies. There's no room for homosexuality and anything that, you know, falls under that. Definitely don't think that you're going to be walking around here telling people that even though you have a dick, that you don't, you're not a man. Like that's just, we don't, we're not going to do that. So I know, I I, I see the Facebook memories i have had one since 2007 and i'm like oh i need to delete that one because if i ever get famous i'm gonna get canceled <laughs> off of that one facebook or that one tweet because there's so many things that i said that were so hateful that i look back and i'm like how how could you think that and it's because that's what i was taught no one no one in my life that I can remember ever said that you should hate gays, but there's a term of like, hate the sin, love the sinner. Yeah. Yeah. That's like shoved down your throat. That right there is teaching you hate, but in the, I, you think that it's teaching you to continue to love someone, but those that, that, that's, Sentence was only ever used in the context of homosexuality when yeah. I was growing up. No one ever used it when we found out that somebody was molesting one of the church kids. No one ever used it when we talked about murder. No one ever used it when we talked about cheating on your wife. We only ever said, hate, this, lo- hate the sin, love the sinner, when we were talking about someone who was gay or mm-hmm. talking about someone. Who dressed too feminine or dressed too masculine. So that right there like taught me that I should, you know, after so many times of hearing that, that right there is another is an example of something that taught me that I should hate gay people. Right. And like because, or that being gay is wrong because I only ever associated that, you know? And and I feel
0: like, and while this is very important, like while what you're, you're, what you're saying is very important, but I also feel as though someone who was born male body, right? I feel like I have a privilege in which I have a job to perform as an ally for people who were born female. You know what I mean? And like, let's be real, when you're raised as a boy, you're not... Unless you're like me and got lucky as fuck being surrounded by amazing women, a lot of people who were raised that boys were taught to hate women. <clears throat>
1: mm-hmm.
0: And they don't know as an adult, they're like, well, I treat women good, but you only treating women good because you want to fuck or date them.
2: Right.
0: You're not treating them like a human being.
2: Another thing, another thing that used to happen is, I don't know if you ever did. I don't know if this happened to you, but I remember I know I did this My I know I did this. And I know that other people did this too was as a church kid in the youth group, your job was to bring in the unsaved or bring right. in the problems, yeah. bring mm-hmm. them to youth group because it's a safe space for them to be themselves, but also allows us to convert them to Christianity. Right. So then you have a group of people that were taught to hate gay people but then we're also befriending them so that we can bring them to youth group and then save them from their sin. So
0: you know, I feel like Mandy Moore was in a movie about this. I it's think
1: called
0: it was cool. I, I, I think a good I watched it. I think I watched it like five thousand times. That's a good movie. Macaulay Culkin alone in that movie. So great. Anyway.
1: My interject. I used to be a youth group leader. And, um, for me, I've always been sort of protective of my friends. Um, I'm still that way because I know my family is a lot. I'm protective of my friends, especially like my gay friends. So I knew who to bring to church. So I would say, okay, I'm going to invite this person, but not that person. Because I don't, I don't want them to ever feel uncomfortable in my church. Whereas, Mm -hmm. um, the kid I was telling y'all about earlier that was kicked out and my mom was like, no, he can stay here. He was a family friend. So when he started coming to our church and it was like obvious, um, because he's well, he's staying at my house all the time, but it was obvious. I never forget one time um my pastor, the pastor I had, he was very down to earth, like very down to earth. And I remember my youth group advisor was like, oh, suffer, you should take show and so to your prom. And my pastor was like, he don't want to go to prom with her. And she's like, why not? He should take her to the prom. So then he was like, he don't want to go to prom with her. And he started laughing. So, so, what do you mean? He don't want to go to prom with me. He said, you know good and well that boy don't want to go with you to prom. And that was his way of saying like, girl, you know, I know, you know, and we both know together. And I was like, okay. And I, like, you would have like any other church, with any other past I feel like it would have been a bigger issue um if I could be honest uh, part of the reason why he stopped going to our church is because two reasons one his sister like something his sister did but his mom actually tried to exercise him like she had what? a full she had a full exorcism for him full exorcism so during his exorcism like they caught him after school he came home and he was after like school, he was, that poor child. after school. He said they basically was telling the, the spirit of um perversion and the demonic spirit of gayness to get out of him. And I'll never forget. We were like, So what did you do? He said, I gave them the show they were looking for. That's another conversation for another day. But he gave them the show they were looking for. Oh my God. Oh my god. It was hilarious. Like I'll tell y'all off camera, but it was Hilarious, but
0: also that goes to show like he still <laughs> felt like you were somebody he could trust to talk to you yeah. about like pretending to be into it, which is another form of allyship because like a lot of times you just need somebody to talk to. You.
1: Yeah, I've had friends going back to like talking about high school. Like I had friends that knew the gay kid was gay, and like this is this is gonna sound dumb. Right, and I'm sorry for taking over. Wait, am I supposed to be talking? Marlena, this is but this is your but question no, I'm, to but... me. Oh, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but um, this just goes to allyship. And in a moment, like I probably shouldn't have took the bullet, but um, I took the bullet for somebody that was my friend. <laughs> <laughs> my gay friend in high school wrote a whole like novel about all of the boys in the class that he wanted to sleep with and he wrote it on a school computer and they found it and it was to the point where like this guy I grew up with like he lives across the street from my house like, he was upset he was crying he was like how could you let like, him write this about me and I'm just like and I never forget my friend came up to me and said I need you to take the fall and said you wrote it and I was what like I'm man. not I was like, I'm not taking the fall for this thing, but I need you to take the fall. If you don't take the fall, they're going to be my ass. And I ended up taking the fall for him. Like, mm. so I'm like, I'll take the fall. But like, like, I just felt like I had to protect my friend because he was thinking his ass passport. Looking back on it, I probably shouldn't have took the fall because it was graphic. like hell. And now you're out here
0: being a whole romance novel. Uh, yeah.
1: Arthur, it, it was worse than those romance books that Molina read. I'm sorry. Like we just no... we just
0: had a whole conversation about the alien and the shit she be talking about with triple dick. <laughs> anyway, anyway, as you see yourself being an ally for others, are you seeing yourself being an ally for yourself more and more? Now that I mean, we are all not all of us, but I feel like a, a lot of us are so indoctrinated, which is a good word from the topic, into being there for others so much. You know, because a lot of us, we're used to being the givers, no matter what, that we never learned to take from ourselves. So like when you're being an ally for other people, are you able to say, hey, you know, you're going to be okay just to you?
2: Something that I struggle with is there are so many topics to be an ally about like every day like a new one pops up and by a new one pops up i just mean like i'll be scrolling on instagram and i'm like i have to care about that too like, Listen, mean, but like if we that's get, get one more
0: alphabet mouth. if we get one more fucking alphabet i'm throwing i'm sure. throwing everything out the window
2: but i really like i'll be like shit like now the list is longer and it's not that i don't care it's just that like sometimes i feel like i can't even like, if I walk out my house, I'm gonna fuck something up today. And so, to answer your question, I have to be so I try to be respectful to the best of my ability for, for as much as I can that I know about. But I also have to pick and choose who I'm going to like really go hard for. And so, because I do that, I feel like I have enough room to make sure that I'm looking out for me. Because if I tried to, you know, pick up the torch to fight for all the causes, like I wouldn't even have time to take a shit.
0: And no, I, I get that. I mean, you know, yes, I am. I I just say I'm the queer cousin. You know what I mean? Because like there's like, honey, non-binary, or me liking me liking dudes or me liking women, and all that shit is like. That's not even the surface of what's going on over here. So don't ask what letter or alphabet I am. I might be a number today. You don't know. But Mm -hmm. at, but at the same time, it's like we also realize, like, yes, there's so many things that we don't know. And I think it is a great time that, yes, we are culturally shifting to bring awareness to everybody. in in a sense, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And it does get hard, some things do get hard, but I feel like deep down there's always a basic tenet of just listen and be respectful and try.
1: And I think that's the most important part. Mm -hmm.
0: Because like I hear often from people and it's, it's so fucked up to say, there are people who are minorities or people who are from marginalized groups who will tell other people from marginalized groups, yeah, but that's making it hard and I don't wanna do that one. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, wait, so you expect everybody else to be an ally for you, but you won't be an ally for anyone? Right. And that's where like I think it's okay to not always get it right but it's important to try to actually put in some work because we're always going to expect somebody to put in the work for us at some point in time.
1: Right. And I also, if I could say anything, something, I also think that corrective behavior, is also a plus because if I say to you, the sky is blue and you say, no, it's not blue. It's aquamarine. And instead of me saying, well, why do you think it's aquamarine? Like, can you explain that to me? Instead of saying that, I'm like, no, it's fucking blue. Like, you know what I mean? That's not a learning experience. A lot of getting right. it wrong is because you, you're you unaware of the information that's around you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody says, TikTok has been a cultural blessing to me because you really get to see a lot of, like, culture and stuff that you know nothing about. Like, I'm like, learning- so much about like Inu Inuit, I think that's how you pronounce it. Culture that I would have never learned before, and I would just been like, I didn't know Eskimo was a slur. Like, did right. y'all
0: know
1: Eskimo was a slur? Yeah, I didn't know that. And, and like, like, I'm Eskimo. over
0: here. Like, I had to reteach myself not to use that word because, look, let's be real. Marlena was just re-watching um, Boy Meets World. Okay, okay. and. There was a whole episode where Eric kept saying the word Eskimo. And it's like one of those things of like, wait a minute. Okay. This is something that I was taught when I was a kid. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Like this is something I learned as a child, like not for nothing. If we can just go back to TGI Friday lineup, there's problematic shit that we were taught growing up And we do have to teach ourselves not to use these words, not to say these things to be better at people. Right? Now, Mm -hmm. that's not to say, well, you know, things were from a different time. You can't expect everybody to adapt. Well, bitch, if we keep reading all of these articles telling us that millennials are the number one people who had to adapt at all times every day because we went from no computer to our own phone, right? then I think a lot of y'all can learn to adapt to a new word. I mean, especially the bitches, let's be fucking real. Let's be fucking real, because we're still in a world where we're told that going to university and going into debt and spending four to 20,000 years studying one specific field, that you have to take the SATs and you have to learn how to say these words and do these things and blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? The SAT is full of vocabulary words that you have to learn and take in. So maybe at some point there should be an SAT for human decency.
2: I know
1: that's fine.
0: Oh i oh 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 although I'm <laughs> gonna ignore that. Although like we should also put on that same that same test thing. Should you have children? Because god damn. So
1: listen easiest way to put it and it's also one of those things where you're like, you know what, you fucking right. Someone posted if you can go from saying miss to miss MRS to MRS, wait, M, I'm sorry, MS Hi. to MRS, you can change pronouns for someone. Yeah,
2: yeah. if you can go
0: from miss to missus, or as some women like to say back in the day,
1: miz, miss or misters. And is, like, not even, not for nothing. Just say they. Like, how hard is it to say that? It ain't that hard.
0: It's, I mean, But it's like when I say performative allyship is so real because of privilege,
1: Mm. because
0: it's easier to be privileged than to actually be an ally.
1: I can see that.
0: Because with privilege comes access.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: With being an ally, you're gonna lose something. You're gonna Mm -hmm. lose something, or whether it's support, whether it's family, whether... Look, there's this girl I went to high school with, And we were friends in high school and we are not friends now. Mm. Um, She has a a very conservative, quote unquote, we'll use that word, family, who is very anti-Black Lives Matter. Mm. And she was telling me how close she is to them. And I was like, we ain't gotta be friends, baby. And she was like, why not? I'm like, never once have you mentioned saying to your family that they shouldn't say this word. Right. Um. And then she was like, well, it's not my place. Like, I'm like, excuse me? That's, first of all, excuse me? And then second of all, well, if you're that close and that cool with them, and I know they have an influence on your life and your children's lives, so you're allowing racism to be taught to your children as well. Yeah, we ain't got to be friends.
1: So I don't I don't know her personally, but she sounds like the type of white girl that marries when I married, dates a black guy, gets biracial babies, and then her like makes a post like, oh, before my baby my dad was already sex, and now my daughter is the most important thing to him in the world.
0: I mean, the the reason that goals. there's the reason that this baby's name has, you know, the A sound in it. You know what I'm saying? Oh,
2: like, I'm
0: Kayla, Jaden, Kayla, Aiden. Jaden,
2: or But those Ja-Kaylin. times people really irk me because, like
1: I say all the time, standing your racism, like don't change your mind on my behalf. Just standing. But room. you know
0: what? Those are still the, those are the only white women I've ever seen driving Utah and Altima. Oh. I'm just saying.
1: You so stupid.
0: I'm just saying because I uh, usually that. That is LaQuisha's car. That is LaQuisha's car.
1: I've only, I've only saw men with Ultima's, honestly. I've never saw a woman drive an Ultima.
2: Oh, it's prevalent in the
1: South. Oh, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I'm up North.
0: Well, yeah, in New York, having a car is like, look, a nigga gonna buy what a nigga gonna buy.
1: So back in the day, I think a lot of women used to buy um, Lincolns, like town cars.
0: Okay. Again, you know, you're, yeah. Yeah. You're,
1: you're,
0: you're New York.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like yeah, that's, right. that's a whole
1: different. But that
0: is also part of allyship because, like, fetishization or weaponizing the skin tone of a black person in order to, um, or in order to piss off your parents, or in order to be able to say, "Well, I have mixed children. I can't be racist." Is not allyship. That's fetishization. Right. You know, and there in and, and therein lies a major difference. Now don't get me wrong. We all know probably one of my future husbands is probably gonna be white. We, we all know this. We all know this about me. Um now I'ma just say this. Teachable moments are only gonna be reserved for once every quarter. Mm. If right. I gotta teach if I gotta teach you more than once a quarter. We ain't meant to be,
1: but you also have to remember you have to know yourself. You know that you wouldn't be in a relationship with a white man who isn't for the cause, down for the cause, and respectful of the cause. Cause like, I think we've had this conversation before, and I, I know for a fact I've had that conversation with like my other friends. I'm just equal opportunity pussy. Like I don't, I don't really care. But um, my thing is right. To, I have to explain my blackness to a white man. Listen. I'm not interested.
0: Like, Listen, listen, I was raised by a white man who explained my blackness to me, okay? That's the energy I need. Yeah. And he did it in a way that lets me know he learned from other Black folks, so that when a child was coming up, he could ease the conversation into that child's head.
1: But that was his due diligence to you. Even if he had to learn things outside of his comfort zone, that was his due diligence to you.
0: Yes. And that's why when I say, if I end like like, the white men that I date need to be able to understand that, because it is, I understand that you're not going to know everything. Okay. Right. I am again knocking thirty, so I know I don't know shit, and I know I date within my age range. Mm-hmm. Okay, from from the age that your frontal cortex is developed until about forty, I will date you.
2: Right.
0: Okay. So I know that in that age range, you're not going to know everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, that's where I'm at that point of like, okay, yes, we're going to have these conversations. But if I hear any kind of rebuttal, if I hear any kind of rebuttal or hearing people say, well, that kind of negates the cause, or hearing people say, well, I'm doing all that I can already, then you're not doing all that you can already.
1: Right. right. You're doing the exact
0: opposite of all that you can. You know, you're, you're putting a stop on how much further you'll go with that. And not for nothing, that is part of allyship in general because let's be fucking honest, the part of being an ally is yes, either doing the research or asking the right questions. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody has to be willing to put in that emotional mental labor all the time. Cause we all got lives. Right? But be able to do the research, ask the right questions, and then and then implement that new knowledge into your day-to-day life. That is the essential core of being an ally. But a lot of people don't want to do that because then again, it's not about what you might lose. It's might it's about, well, what am I gonna hear?
1: Mm. What what am I gonna hear about myself in this conversation?
0: Exactly. Exactly. You know, that. and I understand that a lot of these things are hard to talk about. Bitch, I go to therapy. Do you know how many times my therapist had read the fuck out of me letting me know where I fucked up in my life? Child, yeah, listen. That is the hard listen. I'ma tell this is this is the PSA for everyone. First of all, I'm, 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 I'm not going to tell you what kind of therapist you should or should not have, but I'm going to say this. Get you a Black lesbian from the South who knows who the fuck she is, mm. who also admits she goes to therapy too, because that's going to be the one who leads you. That's going to be the one who tells you about who you is. And that because of that. Y'all know me. Y'all know how I am. Once my therapist told me shit, I sit on it. I think on it, especially if it's an assignment. I'd be like, look, it's going to be a couple of weeks late. But yeah. <laughs> don't, don't give me no deadline, bitch. It's going to be later than that. But then it's like, then I use what I learned from that lesson and I put it into teaching y'all about it. Right. And y'all do the same shit for me because, like, obviously, you had to go through a little bit of pain to get to this level of taking this lesson from this therapist that you got.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree and disagree with you on one thing. The one thing I always suggest to people when looking for a therapist, look for a therapist that is like you. That's mm-hmm. it. It's like you because before I started therapy, I started therapy in 2016. Before I started therapy, my biggest issue was. I don't want to have to explain myself more than I need to explain myself. Yeah. Because to go into therapy, you have to explain the inner workings of your brain and then the inner workings of your heart. If I have to sit here and explain to you what a twist out is or um, why I came in yesterday with a dark season and today I got box break, if I got to explain that shit, like the surface Milo, shit... you know? <laughs> If I have to explain the surface shit, it's going to be a bigger issue. And I've heard such horror stories about people who have had therapists that do not look like them. And the output is always the first conversation. Yep. And when I started therapy, I wanted to make sure that that would not be my issue. I found a Black-owned practice. And it's so crazy because the therapist I was supposed to have, I didn't have. I ended up get the therapist I have now. And I remember when I walked in her office the first day, I said, oh, she looks like me. She had a fro. She um, smelled like essential oils. And she was tiny, but I was like, she looks like me. And like after the first session, I was like, I think this is going to work out because you know what I mean? Well, when I get nervous, I get, I start making jokes and Mm -hmm. sometimes the jokes are very funny. And then sometimes they're like, she's deflecting. And I remember off the first session, she was like, I noticed that you deflect a lot. Is that a thing? And I was like, yeah, it's a thing. Like, so get a therapist that reminds you of, I don't want to say your mother, but get a therapist that reminds you of yourself. That you know you 100% relate to.
0: Yes, because like, it makes it easier for you to hear and have those hard and awkward conversations. Mm
2: -hmm. Because
0: those are the conversations that we need to be having. You know, I mean, not for nothing. I mean, that's why I fucking do this
1: podcast. Right. Like, that's why I fucking do this podcast. I mean, i be bringing y'all in here for some
0: fucked up conversation.
1: We be talking about shit
0: like I said, if we can't have those conversations with ourselves, we can't have them with others. If we can't have them with others, then each one can't teach one. You know what I'm saying? So Gerard Carmichael had a joke about giving back to the community. And he's mm-hmm. like, the community ever never gave nothing to me. What, what should I give back? And now we also have to remember, he from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Winston-Salem is a whole different world, okay? Um, the inner city community is different down in the south than it is up here
2: okay
0: one of the things as yes we a lot of us didn't receive something from a certain aspect of some community that they belong to right but that doesn't mean we can't we can't make sure that we give it forth and hope that you know the next generation is better than we were Mm -hmm. honestly if you want if you want a real like if you want to be able to watch an iconic level of allyship and learning and and knowing that the next generation is going to be okay sex education
1: oh my gosh yes they touch on everything um everything i don't even want to say ableism but people with disabilities they talk about sexuality and culture
0: but like sex education does teach us about how to be You know somebody comes out and you're just like okay it's wednesday you know Mm -hmm. you might make a big deal about it but the next day it's wednesday Mm -hmm. you know um you know you you find out that somebody in your class has the biggest dick you've ever seen and then you talk about it for about a few days and then it's fine you know what i'm saying and it's like that's how it should be Mm -hmm. you know and it should be easier for kids to be able to like have these conversations and be okay with themselves and love themselves. And yes, we're all gonna question ourselves. I think that's the part of the show that really is the heart of it. Like we all question ourselves. We all doubt ourselves every day. Right. I mean, Marlena alone lets us know. Marlena be sliding into the group chat being like, look, I doubted myself today.
2: Mm -hmm. All day, every day. Say thank you for admitting. Every day I'm doubting.
0: But it's like at the same time, we also see growth, we also see change, we also see getting better and better. Right. And not for nothing, it's a powerful thing to have in regard to our own mental health.
1: Mm.
0: Now, did you have any questions for Marlena about this topic?
1: Um, oh, yeah. So I have two, two questions. One, is more so to you, Finn. There was a point where you said that you feel like men are raised to hate women. Do you think it's more so to hate femininity as opposed to just hating women? For the most part, I don't think they're, they're raised to hate women. I think they're raised to see women as like a trophy, innocent, but a in a sense. A trophy or a something triangle. that
0: is I'm meant
1: to have. So, hear, hear me out why I say trophy. They are taught to do everything to get the trophy, but they're not taught how to keep the trophy. You know what I mean? Ooh. Like, this is my trophy, this is my prize, but what happens after you get the prize? I don't think right. that a lot of times men are taught what to do after the prize. Just like women, we're taught how to get the man, how to, um, we're taught how keep to them. get the man... We're taught how to sustain the man. And okay. We're
2: okay. How to make the man happy. Like yes. We're it's not sure. taught it's how good. to keep our. We're not taught how to keep ourselves happy while also keeping the man happy.
1: Right. So we're taught that if you feed him, fucking, and iron his clothes, he'll be okay. But we're not taught that men have feelings too. Like we're not taught that.
0: Right.
1: And it's, right. it's something goes back to that indoctrinated bullshit. It's something that we have to learn. Let's be honest. We weren't taught that men had emotions until about like three weeks, like three years ago. Like emotions for <laughs> life.
0: Emotions, if you, 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 who, what you got to be emotional about? You better right. emotion yourself, them dishes.
1: And it goes back to...
0: Sorry, I just um, turned into a black mother for a second. You
1: really did. <laughs> what you depressed about? You better go in there and depress that kitchen. Um, and I think the reason why we weren't taught that men had emotions about three years ago is because we were raised that emotions is a feminine quality and a feminine trait and men are raised basically to denounce all forms of femininity so I think uh, that was my first um, thought and also Marlena this is to you my darling mm-hmm. do you think that your own personal relationship or allyship has helped you um come out if I remember correctly you technically just came out like last year right yeah like so do you
2: yeah think,
1: do you think that if you weren't having these big conversations and um with people with different people from all walks of life do you think that that allyship and that those close relationships will help you come out or do you think that it was just something that you
2: felt it was time to do to do i think i felt like it was something that was time to do but i'm not really sure but like when i talked to my close friends and family about it they were all like oh that's not surprising okay so i feel like it was more of a verbal like external validation for something that we all knew okay
0: yeah that makes sense i don't blame any any woman for for coming out because i too date men (laughs) like you know what after you've done a trial run you can do whatever you please okay like we can i can give you a new credit card you know a new id card for whichever team you kind of be on I feel like I'm so proud of Marlena for having like add not only how you came out, but like yeah. how natural you shifted the conversation.
1: Yeah, I was um because we had a conversation about it before, but I didn't know that like, she was gonna do it on that big of a scale. So it was just very interesting when I was listening to the episode. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And I was just like, like "Okay."
0: Listen, I sat there. I sat there as it was happening, and I was just like. What am i gonna do you know what I you knew. Do uh, I mean, we knew but we didn't know that you wanted others to know or that you right. were ready I, for others to know i
2: thought it was it's, a one gray, of, like, it's, it's one of those things where like i'm not walking around being like hey i'm bisexual mm-hmm. but like if it comes up in conversation like i'm But like, like not, if you
0: want me to buy you a bisexual jumper one day well, yeah you know what I mean? Do a whole little catsuit number? I will totally do it. Okay? I walked wear here. I've seen some prideful ass like jumpsuit attire. I can I can I can try to find somebody to help me whip it up.
1: Or or she can just go like the commercial route
2: and just get the little pin from Target. So so yeah. far the only item that resembles like pride are my rainbow poop bags for Sinclair?
0: I can't. You know what? <laughs> At least your dog, when your dog takes the poop, it is full of pride.
2: It's full when of I, pride. When I bought them, the proceeds did go to like a foundation. So.
0: Do you know which foundation? Because the foundation could be anything.
2: Yes. It could be, be a secret remember. order.
0: It could be a secret yes. order called the okay? We never know.
2: I just can't remember which one it was.
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. I am a flaming giant faggot. I be squally scooping the pride.
1: Squally scooping.
0: Okay. Um, I had to say it, Marlena. I saw your eyes roll, okay? I saw your eyes roll. I had to squally scoop my way into making your eyes roll, Madge. But... <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get so much shit after this. Wait, but can
2: I just, I don't, I don't, You just I'm start okay using love. Madge their badge. Like Okay, I didn't know I'm that's okay why we were
1: When let me just say, whenever Finn says the word that we cannot use, um, I'm just like, whatever, it's okay. Whenever I hear anybody else say, I'm like, I'm fucking serious? I don't fucking <laughs> think what you wanna do. <laughs> that In what my you wanna, do, what you
0: wanna do? I have this friend and him and I, he's extremely British and he's exhausting. And whenever he would ask me for a cigarette, he'd be like, oh, let me bum my fag, mate. And I'd be like, all right, cool, whatever, here you go. Like in my mind, ready to go, whatever, here you go. Mm-hmm. And then one day, because of that though, like it, it felt so easy for us to say back and forth, even just like joking with each other, right? And one day him and I were hanging out and then um, a few other people were around. And, you know, sometimes I don't always think of like the company that I'm mixing mm-hmm. and this bleeding heart liberal from Williamsburg, obviously was there <laughs> you already know where this is going
1: they find problem in everything and then they're like this attacks me and it's like "Bitch, i just want ice cream can't just leave right, it like, on the phone like
0: we were just having a cool ass <laughs> kickback we were just having a cool ass kickback he said yo i'm gonna fag, a fat mate and then i was like here you go faggot and then and then the girl looked at us and was like, "Excuse me, yada yada yada." And I was like, "Ma'am, ma'am, ma'am, you're a straight woman. You're a straight I
2: woman.
0: I can say that you're, you you're I can say it. You can. And like, yes, I understand that there are certain people who don't like that word, who are gay or queer. And it's interesting because like, there are certain people who don't like the word queer, mm-hmm. like they refuse to say it. Yeah." and like i get it like but at the same time water off a duck back for me like if i'm am- if i'm amongst my people we know what we're doing we know why we're saying it mm-hmm. well
2: you know what the I mean? other thing too is like who am i to tell you that you can't use a word that historically has been use as a direct der- in a derogatory way towards you like right that's if you want to that's you that's none of my business
0: it's like remember you saw that meme where it was like whenever you take a white friend to a predominantly black party and you lose him i just don't think anybody should say it oh found him.
1: Yeah, you found them but I, I was gonna say that's just like the n-word like a lot of people, no, nobody I know, but a lot of people will be like, oh, I don't use that word. And I'm just like, okay. And then the minute they hear me say it, they're like, but I thought you were like, so well, okay. And I'm going to use that shit. I'm just not going to use it in work and in white spaces. But in the comfort of my own home and amongst my people, I'm going to say niggas going like. Niggas going
0: nigg, because they really is.
1: Niggas going nigg.
0: They, and they be out here being messy about it too. Why y'all niggas so much? Mm-hmm. Uh, child,
2: I mean, I mean, I'm just I saying. That's am, I am a person that I am a person that does not use <clears throat> the N word for the most part, either version. Every once in a while, but. Hold up, I nobody will.
1: choose the other version. I'm gonna just throw that out there. Well, nobody, <laughs> the other nobody version is straight racism. <laughs> like, and
2: and why? like
0: and like I wanna know which side of you is saying it, Madge. Don't say the hard R. Um, yeah. be a better ally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? Be a better ally to others and you. Mm-hmm. Therapy for black girls also got resources for other people.
1: And talk space.
0: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm not talking about talk space. I'm not. I'm not paying. I'm not getting paid for that.
1: Oh, and also, um, most insurances now are covering um, sessions of treatment. So look into that. Like they cover it fully six sessions, and then after the six session, you have to pay. So look into that, everybody with health insurance.
0: I mean, I hate that we have to live in a world where health insurance is a big fucking deal, but you know, America, she beautiful. Land of the free
2: America, and the home
0: of the brave. Cause you gotta be brave as fuck living in this damn country. Anyway.
1: America is the I know that's right. Yeah. That anyway. No Marlena, um, I can't, it's, it's not, you, okay. We'll have this conversation later. I'm just gonna say why I'm canceled. <laughs> and we'll I'm story. glad you yes, know where you are part. supposed to be at the reason why I'm cancelled is because I made a big and t- truthfully this goes back to allyship right so I, I did this thing this week and then after I said it I felt instantly guilty and to some it might not seem like a big deal but I'll explain it and you guys tell me if it's a big deal so I was in Corning Rares week because they had like this big blowout sale they're going out of business and this older white woman uh she maybe was like in her 50s i want to say she was like picking out these pyrex measuring cups so she says to me which one do you think i should get should i get this one or should i get this one so the one in her left hand was a mickey mouse one and the one in her right hand was plain so i said so i said are you cooking by yourself or are you cooking with the grandchildren right because she's an older white woman and so she goes oh I don't have any grandchildren yet so I said oh okay well wishful thinking I would get the mickey mouse one because it's a little bit more whimsical it's a little bit more fun so she's like oh okay no problem thank you for your help blah blah blah. so I walked away and (laughs) I'm and in my head I said why did you assume she had grandchildren and I was like what if she can't have kids what if she doesn't have any kids? <gasps> Why would we do this? Why would we say something like this? Oh my God. So I'm canceling myself or having a big to-do about probably nothing. And also probably assuming she had children. Cause then and and I even said, and I don't mean any harm to anybody when I say this, I even said to myself, What if she's your age and she just looks young, um older because she's white? Like I had like Oh my kids. god. And I'm just like. Okay. Maybe- I love you. Oh my- I
0: love you for admitting that. I love you for admitting Yeah,
1: that. like, okay. And then I had a moment of when, like, remember when I told you what happened when we went apple picking? When I was, I didn't intend to be racist. And this goes back to allyship now, always getting it right. Like, I didn't intend to say something racist, but what I said came off racist. And then I had a moment of that where I was like, oh my God, you didn't intend to, like, be disrespectful to her, but it came off disrespectful. And what if it's just like the guy at the apple picking? Oh my gosh, this is awful! And I had like this whole internal monologue with myself of like how much of a bad person I am because I just assumed something about a lady. And I'm just like, ah. Oh. So then I said it to my mom, and she was like, "Well, she just told me her husband died in the other aisle, so I don't know what to tell you." And I'm like, <gasps> That
0: was a layer. Also, thank you for telling me stories about you shopping with your mother because there's never a disappointment. Was it at a Dollar Tree?
1: It was Corning. Okay, so listen. Okay, Corning Rare, right? This Corning Rare going out of business. So we went uh, two weeks ago and got um, Instapots for half off, basically, maybe more than half off. But now they have the whole store 50% off. So I went back to get a set of pots and to also get, um, they had the Pyrex containers that were on sale for like $3. Like I can take my food to work and stuff. But yeah, everything was on sale, amazing.
0: Uh, you know, it's good to know that discounts bring us closer and closer to learning stories about people that we never met. Walking in a Fat Albert alone is a journey. You don't know what you're gonna get, what you're gonna hear. Well, who you gonna hear? Because we've already finished out why you're why you're canceled. Like I feel like at this point in the game, we already know how the how this how this show goes.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: again, if you don't, if this is the first episode you're listening to, good luck. Good fucking luck, child. I don't even know what to tell you. I am high. Sepha is over there sipping on the tea.
2: I the kite
0: in July. is definitely sipping on some tea. <laughs> And Mylena, bless her heart. So, bless her little heart. I'm, glad, I'm just glad she didn't have White Claw
1: delivered this time. Oh my gosh.
0: I think it's time for us to close out the show um, because we've gone off on tangents and we are over time. If I have to make this into a two-parter, welcome to season two, bitch. I brought back supper.
1: <laughs> welcome. I have new snacks.
0: Welcome to Already Cancelled with Finn, Sepra, and our guest, Madge. <laughs> oh, God.
1: She's so over She's over us She's over us. She's, so over, she's, so over,
0: us. she's so over us. But I am going to leave you with one quote inspired by uh, Q-Force on Netflix. Oh,
1: gosh. I didn't finish that.
0: It's so it's messy. I love it. Um, I am versatile because I'm an adult. Please follow the Instagram at finiscanceled and let us know how you're doing. If you have any more questions about this show, please just go to the Instagram. Thank you and good night. Am I a newscaster?
2: Am I a newscaster? A little bit. A little bit. And with that, we bid you adieu. All right, bye.